diving in front without waiting for the switch, and must become the target to draw enemy fire, however. Not a single person moved to help. Having a detailed strategy meeting in advance. Filling themselves with a mood of an easy victory that had continued thus far. And having the person everyone relied on, their leader Diavel, be struck down in a single blow. These reasons, combined, together, tied down the bodies of everyone aside from Group C. Within the strained silence, the Cobalt Lord recovered from the long delay caused by using its super skill. Coming to my senses at last, I tried to shout out. Charge. At the same time, in the front lines, the two-handed axe. User Agile and several other players tried to move into support the others. But, it was too late. Yuguruo. The demi-human roared, and the katana, no, the nodachi 22. In both its hands was moved away from its trajectory close. To the floor, and raised up high. Sword skill, Yukafune, 23. It. Was aimed for the knight Diavel, who had fallen right in. Front of it. As if pulled by a pale red arc of light, the knight, in silver armor was sent flying high up into the air. The damage wasn't much. However, the cobalt lords. Movements didn't stop there. Its large wolf-like mouth grinned ferociously. The nodachi was once again wrapped in a red light effect. Yukafune was the start of a skill combo. If you were hit by it while in the air, it was useless to struggle, so you could only defend by curling up. However, it was impossible for a person who was dealing with this situation for the first time. While in the sky, Diavel brandished his sword, trying to pull off a sword skill to counterattack. However, because he was unstable, the system could not determine the starting motion for the skill. The huge Nodachi directly hit the front of the knight as he waved his sword uselessly. At a speed which could not be seen by the eye, the combination attack continued with a further strike followed by a thrust. A three-hit strike, this skill's name was Hyogi, 24. The bright colors and crashing sounds of the three consecutive damage effects that engulfed the knight's body showed that all the attacks were critical hits. His avatar was blasted 20 meters away, over the heads of the raid members, and fell as a piercing into the ground. Near me, as I faced the last of the sentinels, he fell almost as if piercing the ground. His HP gauge, which was already crimson, began to reduce further from the right end. I gasped out a strange sound from the back of my throat and I attacked the sentinel's halberd that was approaching in front of me with a slant that contained all my strength. The halberd's handle was cut apart in the middle, and as it stood stunned for a short duration as soon as rapier pierced through its throat, with ascertaining for the monster's shattering effect with my own eyes, I turned towards the body of the fallen Diavel. Seeing the knight's eyes from the short distance of one meter for the first time, I felt sparks race through my mind. I recognized this player. His name and appearance were completely different from what I remembered, but we had definitely previously met face to face in the other Aincrad, and maybe I had even talked to him. As expected, Diavel was an original beta tester like me. And like me, he had fought while hiding his Passed until today. No, since he had made close friends while hiding his past, the pressure on him was probably several times more than mine. However, precisely because he had an original tester's knowledge, he was harmed by it when it came to final stage of breaking through the first floor. Although I do not remember him, he had had probably been convinced that I, Carido, was the player with the same Name, although with a different face, who was good at placing the LA on the boss during the beta testing period. And, he believed that I would probably try to do the same thing here. 
A floor boss's rare drop items were unique and high power items, and by getting it one's fighting power could sharply rise. In the current death that SAO has become, combat ability is synonymous with survivability. Diavel, in order to survive. In this world, not as an isolated solo player, but as a knight. At the head of a group, had tried to get the rare drop from Ilfong by any means. It seemed like Diavel has also guessed that I had realized all that in that moment. His eyes, as blue as his hair, twitched for an instant, but immediately after emitted a kind of pure light. From his trembling lips, he spoke in a voice soft enough for only me to hear. I lead the rest to you, Karito-san. The boss, Defi. Before his sentence ended. The commander of the Aincrad boss raid forces, the Knight Diavel, turned into blue shards of glass, and then scattered in all directions. 14. Uaya, this kind of cry, or rather, scream filled the boss. Room. Nearly all the raid members clutched their weapons as if clinging to them, with their wide eyes open. But no one moved. The leader being first to fall, no, to die was a situation beyond any of our expectations, so no one could decide what to do next. Of course, this was also true for me. In my mind, two options alternately blinked. To flee, or to fight. In normal circumstances, when suffering from such large disasters as a boss using weapons and skills different from information previously obtained and the loss of the leader, everyone should immediately retreat out of the boss room. However, if we turned our backs to Ilfong with his long-range katana skills while we retreated, the ten people furthest to the back, or in the worst case, more than that, would end up stunned and deprived of all their HP by consecutive attacks, like Diabelle. Though I say that, even if we retreated while facing forward to protect ourselves, it would be difficult against an opponent with unknown skills. It would be expected that an equal number of people would gradually lose their HP and die during the time required to dash out of the room. And most of all, with that many deaths, including the leader, and with the boss battle having failed, there was the risk of never again being able to assemble another force raid party of the same scale. In other words, the attempt to clear the death game called SAO would fail. The 8,000 survivors would not be warriors of the virtual world, but prisoners trapped in the first floor until there is some kind of end. Then, two sounds echoed out at the same time, stirring me from my hesitation. One of them was, right at the front lines, the sound of Ilfong, who had come out of its delay, starting to rampage. Again. With a metallic sound and a shriek, the mass damage effects violently shook the dim lighting. The other sound was the voice of Kibu, who was kneeling. Next to me. Why, why, Diabel Han, why were you, the leader, the first two? Because he tried to perform the LA on the boss. Telling him like this would be easy. However, I didn't say anything. Now that I think about it, in the first meeting, Kibu's actions had been a flared-up act by Diabel. Diabel had perfectly attempted to lead the conversation towards Radical remarks, like not becoming comrades with Beta. Testers if they didn't apologize and give an unfair contribution of their assets without obstructing the topic. That scene was probably a reward, no, not a term of bargaining from Diabel to Kibu. In exchange for making Kibu do the troublesome job of negotiating to buy my sword, Diabel gave him the opportunity to clear again the Anger towards original testers that was smoldering inside, Kibu at the raid meeting. Agile's logical argument ended it. Halfway through, but if the boss battle ended as planned. Today, they probably planned to bring up the same topic. Again somehow at the review meeting afterwards. In other. 
Words, Kibu did not suspect that Diabelle was an original. Tester. He believed and was convinced that Diabelle was a representative of the regular players taking a stand against. The dirty testers. Was there any meaning in me giving him a further shock to him by telling him my deductions? Instead, I grabbed Kibu's left shoulder as he hanged his hand downwards and forced him up. Is this the time to be discouraged? When I gave that low shout, Kibu's small eyes were instantly filled with a familiar hostility. What, what did you say? If you, the groupie leader, become a coward, your companions will die. Listen here, additional sentinels may still spawn, no, they will definitely spawn. Handling them is your responsibility. Then, what will you do? Are you planning on escaping? Alone. As if I would. Of course I. Ringing the anneal blade in my right hand, I said, we'll get the LA on the boss. In the one month since I had become trapped in this world, I had taken many actions to keep only myself alive. I hadn't. Dispensed the knowledge I had obtained during the beta. Test period to anyone, in order to take advantage of the. Hunting grounds and quests that were more efficient while single-mindedly strengthening myself. If I were to stick to a solo player's normal code of conduct, then in this situation, I should run towards the exit while many raid members are still standing between the boss, monster and myself. Without turning back even as the raging Cobalt King kills my comrades, instead I should actively using them as shields in order to ensure my own safety. However, at this instant, no such thoughts came to my mind. Something fiery ran through my veins, and both my legs head towards the brink of life and death. This may have been because of the words the night Diabelle had left. Me. The boss, defeat it. Those were the words he had tried to say. Not escape with everyone. He had persisted in trying to get the last attack in order to significantly boost his probability of acquiring rare items, and as a result he had lost his life, but his command ability was definitely outstanding. That Diabelle, in his last moments, had decided not to ask us to withdraw, but instead to do bloody battle. Therefore, as a member of the raid party, I will comply with his wish, no, his dying. Wish. However, there was still one doubt that remained in me. Before the battle began, I had secretly decided. Instead of protecting myself, I would protect the rapier user. Asuna's life with everything I had, she had a radiant talent which I did not possess. For this, bud to perish before. It blooms was an absolutely unacceptable situation for. Anyone fascinated by VRMMO Games.25. Just before I started to run forward, I looked at Asuna who stood to my left and was about to tell her, stay in the back. And if the front collapses, you should withdraw. Immediately. However, as if she could read my mind, before I opened my mouth, she declared decisively, I'm going to. We're partners, after all. I did not have a good reason to deny her and there was no time for debate. After hesitating for an instant, I nodded. Understood. I'll be relying on you. The two of us turned in the same direction at the same time and started running towards the back of the hall. Along the way, we heard constant roars and screams. Although it seemed that there were no more deaths. Following Diabelle's, the average HP of the Vanguard was less than half altogether and for Group C, who had lost their leader, they were down below 20%. Some players were in complete despair and were just trying to escape, and at this rate, the formation would fall apart. Within a few dozen seconds, the first thing I had to do was to calm everyone down from their panicked state. However, in this situation, the noise would drown out any half-hearted instructions given. I needed some short yet strong words, but being inexperienced in leading, I couldn't just suddenly figure out what words I should shout to them. 
at that moment. Asina, running by my side, forcefully, grasped her hooded cape that was likely to get in her way, and suddenly flung it from her body. It was as if the lights from the countless torches along both walls were condensed into a single point of radiance. Her glossy chestnut long hair now radiated a deep, golden shine, scattering the gloomy ambience of the boss's room. With her long hair fluttering as she dashed, Asuna was like a shooting star that had suddenly appeared at the bottoms of darkness. Even the panicking players were taken aback by her fierce beauty and became silent. Not letting this miraculous moment of silence go to waste, I shouted so loudly that my throat was tearing, everyone, take ten steps back towards the exit. As long as the boss is not surrounded, it won't use its ranged attacks. At the same time as the echo of my voice disappeared, time started to flow again. Asterisk za. Asterisk with this sound, the front line. Players moved backwards all at once on either side of me. And Asuna. Chasing them, the Cobalt King turned around. And faced us as we ran side by side. Asuna, we'll use the same tactics that we used against the Sentinels. Here we go. The moment her name was called, the rapier user glanced at me, but then faced the front again almost immediately and responded back. Understood. In front of us, the Cobalt King took away his left hand from the Nodachi that both hands previously held and lowered it next to his left hip. If I remember right, that motion is for. I held my breath and started to activate my own sword. Skill. I similarly positioned to my left hip in preparation and leaned forward just on the verge of falling over. At this angle, it wasn't enough for the system to recognize the motion. From this low position, so close to the floor, I then used my right leg to take off at full power. As my body became wrapped in a pale blue light, I ran through the ten meters, separating the boss from me in an instant. Basic one-handed sword rush technique, rage spike. At the same time, the boss was poised with his nodachi, shining with a green glow, and slashed at a speed which could not be seen. Straight long-ranged move, Sujikei's 26. Because it was an IAI 27 type move, it would be impossible to keep up with it after seeing it launched. You, oh. With a roar, the trajectory of my sword moving upwards. From the left intersected with the trajectory of Ilfang's. Nodachi. As a flash of sparks burst out along with a shrill. Metallic sound, the boss and I were knocked apart more. Than two meters from the recoil of our respective sword. Skills. With the opportunity that was produced, Asuna seized it. Splendidly, driving forward at a speed equal to my charging. Technique. Yeah. Released with a short and sharp vigor, her linear. Stabbed deep into the Cobalt King's right flank. The fourth. HP gauge, marginally, but definitely was reduced in width. As a result. While conscious of the intense feedback that still remained. In my right hand, I reflected upon our prospects of success. And my misgivings in equal measure. The Ilfong from the beta period had been equipped with the Talwar sword skills, which I hadn't been able to fully parry using my own sword skills back then. However, perhaps because the katana was lighter than the Talwar, my HP gauge did not decrease from the previous clash. But in exchange, the speed of the techniques was outrageous. Was it really possible to keep dodging them with no mistakes? Another one. The troopers had been taken out by three strikes of Asuna's linear while the sentinels had required four strikes, but as expected of a boss monster, its HP was at an amount that couldn't be compared with that of those small fry. I had no clue how many strikes it would take if she were to try depleting the fourth gauge by herself. 
A big advantage for the player side was that the boss could be attacked simultaneously by several people due to its massive bulk, so if it were possible I'd want at least one player on either side of her as attackers, but all. The other groups from A to G had drawn back as their HP had been greatly reduced. I couldn't ask them for help until they had recovered with their potions. Asuna and I could only do what we could do with the two of us. In the first place, hadn't I been thinking of doing it just by myself somehow earlier? Now that it became two people, what else could I ask for? The next one is coming. I cried that out after recovering from my post-motion 28, and then concentrated all my will on the long and large blade, brandished by the boss. In August of this year, within the Sword Art Online closed, beta test that 1,000 testers had been recruited to play, I reached the 10th floor last, but I didn't manage to meet that floor's boss. I had been unable to break through the spawning zone. They're filled with the samurai-type monsters Archie Elite. Guards that guarded that floor's dungeon, which was called Thousand Snake Castle. Since the katana skills they used were unavailable to players and were mercurial, I had had to desperately memorize the skill names and their trajectories by using each time I was hit by them as a reference. And then finally, I managed to grasp the pre-motions of all the skills they used, but by then it was already the 31st of August. Aruchi and Ilfong, although their shapes and sizes were very different, were both humanoid-type monsters, and had used the same techniques so far. Therefore, I used my memories of four months ago to somehow continue to counter its various attacks, including the IAI type. Of course, I was walking on a tightrope. The boss's slashes had very high base damage value, and the basic skills slant and horizontal left only to the assist would be repelled back by them. If I didn't fully use these skills by intentionally moving my body 29 in order to boost the speed and power of the skill, it wouldn't work at all. However, this amplified outside the system skill was also very risky because of its power if I relied on it too much. Even a small mistaken movement would hinder the system assist and in the worst case, the sword skill would abort in the middle of it. I, with a total of two months playing SAO if you included, the beta period had trained this technique which requires maximum concentration over the longest period of time, and every 15th or 16th time it was disrupted point 30. CRA. Cursing, I tried to cancel the vertical slash I had. Initiated. I had read the opening moves of Ilfang's blade, as it drew half a circle while Ilfang turned beneath it. It was the motion for the technique that launched strikes up and down in random order, Jinjetsu 31. I desperately pulled back the anneal blade in my right hand, but an unpleasant shock hit my whole body with a jerk and my movements. Stop. Ah. By the time Asuna gave out a small shout next to me, the Nodachi had already jumped up from below and caught the front of my body. I felt a sharp shock that was as cold as ice. My body was paralyzed and my HP gauge was reduced by 30 percent. As I was thrown across the room and barely managed to stay on my knees, Asuna rushed towards the Cobalt King in my place. I tried to scream, don't. Jinjetsu had a very short post-motion delay. While raised up high from the previous slash, the blade glowed the color of blood. Not. Good, this was the three-hit skill that killed Diabel, Scarlet. Fan Hyogi, knew, oh. A deep war cry was let out just as its blade was on the verge of hitting Asuna. As the blade grazed just the top her head, a huge weapon launched a skill while releasing a green light. The two dash handed axe sword skill whirlwind. The Nodachi had discharged first, but the two handed axe 
That spun like a whirlwind intercepted it. It created an impact so great that the entire boss room trembled, and Ilfong was knocked back quite a distance. However, the attacker had braced both his feet wrapped in leather sandals, so he only slid back a meter or so. The one who had entered the fray was Group B's brown, skinned and gigantic leader, Agile. As I knelt on the floor exploring my coat pockets, he looked over his shoulders at me, grinning. We'll support you until you finish drinking your pot. There has to be tanks along with damage dealers, that will not change. Sorry, I leave it to you. I gave that short answer, and I forcibly swallowed down something that tried to well up inside my chest with a recovery potion. Agile was not the only person who had come to the front, many people composed mainly of his B-group comrades. And those with light wounds had finished recovering and were rejoining the battle. With a look at Asuna, I conveyed I'm fine to her, and then I shouted in my loudest voice at the swordsman. If the boss is surrounded, it will attack back with an omnidirectional attack. I will be calling out the trajectory of the attacks so the guys in front deal with them. Even if you can't repel it by force with a sword skill, you can avoid a large amount of damage just by blocking it properly with a shield or a weapon. Oh. A savage bellow from the men reverberated, and it may have been my imagination, but it blended with the roar that the cobalt king gave in irritation. I retreated to stand beside the wall, and while waiting for the recovery potions to slowly take effect, I checked the situation on the rear lines. The boss's weapon had changed, and sure enough, along with it, it seemed that the number of ruined cobalt sentinels that were spawned had also increased. Kibu's group E and the lightly injured polearm equipped group G were taking on all four of the heavily armored guards at the same time. Although they had not taken much damage so far, as long as Ilfong remained alive, for sentinels would probably keep jumping out of the wall alcoves on a regular basis. They would eventually reach their limits with just two parties. Also, between the front and rear lines, the injured raid members, including the survivors of Group C, were trying to recover their HP like me. However, recovery potions in this game were really frustrating items, having only a heal over time effect, in other words, drinking the bottle would not instantly recover the gauge, but instead make it gradually increase in small increments, and moreover, after drinking the potion, there was a cooldown period indicated by a cooling icon displayed at the bottom of the vision, which rendered drinking the next bottle useless until it disappeared. On top of that, the inferior quality potions sold at the first floor NPC shops had a sorrowfully terrible flavor. Putting the taste aside, because of the set cooldown period, healing from heavy injuries took up a lot of time. Therefore, the normal theory was that, when someone received damage worthy of a potion, they would switch with their partner and fall back to the rear, that was, in other words, pot rotation, but as the number of those who received unexpectedly heavy wounds multiplied, it became easy for the rotation to break down. On higher floors, the dreamlike item which could instantly recover the gauge, healing crystal, could be obtained, so such recovery is possible if one is not bothered with the cost, but it would be asking too much to have one on hand now. Therefore, how long Agile and the six people under him who were currently replacing me were able to maintain their HP gauges against the boss's fierce attacks would decide the flow of the battle. For that reason, I would have to predict. Ilfang's skills the moment its preparatory motion started. In my kneeling posture, I of course kept my eyes carefully peeled while focusing my senses to capture every movement the cobalt boss made, and after determining the sword skill that was being activated, I shouted things like horizontal slash right and downward slash left. 
Agile's team of six was not pressured into desperately countering from following my instructions, but instead they used their shields and large weapons to guard themselves. Since they were players with tank builds, they had high defense and HP, but even so receiving zero damage from the sword skills the boss launched was impossible. A loud sound effect would occur, and each time, their gauges would gradually reduce. Among that group was a single fencer who lightly danced. Asuna, without turning her back in front of the boss, she never wasted any chance to pierce its body with linear. Whenever Ilfong was in a delay period, even for a moment. Of course, after repeated strikes, the hate value would become focused on Asuna, but the six tanks used appropriate skills such as Hell to redirect the targets. Hate to themselves. This dangerous battle, which could collapse in an instant if even one of the elements here failed, actually managed to continue for close to five minutes. Soon enough, the boss's HP finally went below 30%, and the final gauge became suffused red. At that instant, perhaps letting down his guard for a moment, one of the players acting as a tank tripped over. Stumbling, the player came to a halt directly behind Ilfong. Get out of there quickly. I called out reflexively, but it was a moment too late. As the boss felt that it was in a surrounded state, it gave out an exceptionally ferocious roar. With a jerk, its large body sank into a crouch. Then its entire bulk was flung high up into a vertical jump. While on its course, its body, along with the Nodachi, contorted and revolved during the jump. It was the omnidirectional attack, Sumajigaruma. You, Ua. Giving off a short howl and forgetting that my own HP had not fully recovered, I jumped forward from along the wall. Positioning my sword on my right shoulder, my left foot kicked off from the floor at full force. The acceleration that shouldn't have been possible with my actual agility. Assaulted my spine, while my body flew up diagonally into the sky like a shot from a gun. The one-handed sword rush. Technique, sonic leap, its range was shorter than rage. Spike, but its trajectory could be aimed towards the sky. The sword in my right hand was engulfed in a bright yellow-green light. In its path was Ilfang's katana, which had reached the apex of its jump while producing a deep crimson glow. Reach, it. Shouting that, I stretched my right arm to its limit, and swung my sword. The point of my beloved anil blade plus six drew a long crescent as it raced through the air and hit the left side of Ilfang's waist as it was on the verge of using Sumajigaruma, Zashu, a sharp and heavy slashing sound rang out. The intense light effects showing that it was a critical hit flashed before my eyes. In the next moment, the Cobalt King's huge body was sent, angling sideways in the sky, and then it crashed into the ground before the tornado of its special attack could even form. Guru. Yelling, it tried to stand up, but both its feet and arms quivered. It was a bad status that affected humanoid-type monsters, the tumble state. Barely managed to land successfully with falling, I turned to face Ilfong, and then I forced out the air in my lungs to shout, and every fifteenth or sixteenth time, it was disrupted point thirty. CRA. Cursing, I tried to cancel the vertical, slash I had. Initiated. I had read the opening moves of Ilfang's blade, as it drew half a circle, while Ilfong turned beneath it. It was the motion for the technique that launched strikes up and down in random order, Jinjetsu 31. I desperately pulled back the anneal blade in my right hand, but an unpleasant shock hit my whole body with a jerk, and my movements stop. Ah. Uh. By the time Asuna gave out a small shout next to me, the Nodachi had already jumped up from below and caught the front of my body. I felt a sharp shock that was as cold as ice. 
my body was paralyzed and my HP gauge was reduced by 30 percent. As I was thrown across the room and barely managed to stay on my knees, Asuna rushed towards the Cobalt King in my place. I tried to scream, don't. Jinjetsu had a very short post-motion delay. While raised up high from the previous slash, the blade glowed the color of blood. Not good, this was the three-hit skill that killed Diabelle, Scarlet. Fan Hyogi, knew, oh. A deep war cry was let out just as its blade was on the verge of hitting Asuna. As the blade grazed just the top her head, a huge weapon launched a skill while releasing a green light. The two dash handed axe sword skill whirlwind. The Nodachi had discharged first, but the two handed axe that spun like a whirlwind intercepted it. It created an impact so great that the entire boss room trembled, and Ilfong was knocked back quite a distance. However, the attacker had braced both his feet wrapped in leather sandals, so he only slid back a meter or so. The one who had entered the fray was Group B's brown, skinned and gigantic leader, Agile. As I knelt on the floor exploring my coat pockets, he looked over his shoulders at me, grinning. We'll support you until you finish drinking your pot. There. Has to be tanks along with damage dealers, that will not. Change. Sorry, I leave it to you. I gave that short answer, and I forcibly swallowed down. Something that tried to well up inside my chest with a recovery potion. Agile was not the only person who had come to the front, many people composed mainly of his B-group comrades. And those with light wounds had finished recovering and were rejoining the battle. With a look at Asuna, I conveyed I'm fine to her, and then I shouted in my loudest voice at the swordsman. If the boss is surrounded, it will attack back with an omnidirectional attack. I will be calling out the trajectory of the attacks so the guys in front deal with them. Even if you can't repel it by force with a sword skill, you can avoid a large amount of damage just by blocking it properly with a shield or a weapon. Oh. A savage bellow from the men reverberated, and it may have been my imagination, but it blended with the roar that the Cobalt King gave an irritation. I retreated to stand beside the wall, and while waiting for the recovery potions to slowly take effect, I checked the situation on the rear lines. The boss's weapon had changed, and sure enough, along with it, it seemed that the number of ruined Cobalt Sentinels that were spawned had also increased. Kibu's Group E and the lightly injured polearm equipped Group G were taking on all four of the heavily armored guards at the same time. Although they had not taken much damage so far, as long as Ilfong remained alive, for Sentinels would probably keep jumping out of the wall alcoves on a regular basis. They would eventually reach their limits with just two parties. Also, between the front and rear lines, the injured raid. Members, including the survivors of Group C, were trying to recover their HP like me. However, recovery potions in. This game were really frustrating items, having only a heal over time effect, in other words, drinking the bottle would not instantly recover the gauge, but instead make it gradually increase in small increments, and Moreover, after drinking the potion, there was a cooldown period indicated by a cooling icon displayed at the bottom of the vision, which rendered drinking the next bottle useless until it disappeared. On top of that, the inferior quality potions sold at the first floor NPC shops had a sorrowfully terrible flavor. Putting the taste aside, because of the set cooldown period. Healing from heavy injuries took up a lot of time. Therefore, the normal theory was that, when someone received damage worthy of a potion, they would switch with their partner and fall back to the rear, that was, in other words, pot rotation, but as the number of those who received unexpectedly heavy wounds multiplied, it became 
easy for the rotation to break down. On higher floors, the dreamlike item which could instantly recover the gauge, healing crystal, could be obtained, so such recovery is possible if one is not bothered with the cost, but it would be asking too much to have one on hand now. Therefore, how long Agile and the six people under him who were currently replacing me were able to maintain their HP gauges against the boss's fierce attacks would decide the flow of the battle. For that reason, I would have to predict. Ilfang skills the moment its preparatory motion started. In my kneeling posture, I of course kept my eyes carefully peeled while focusing my senses to capture every movement the cobalt boss made, and after determining the sword skill that was being activated, I shouted things like horizontal slash, right, and downward slash, left. Agile's team of six was not pressured into desperately countering from following my instructions, but instead they used their shields and large weapons to guard themselves. Since they were players with tank builds, they had high defense and HP, but even so receiving zero damage from the sword skills the boss launched was impossible. A loud sound effect would occur, and each time, their gauges would gradually reduce. Among that group was a single fencer who lightly danced. Asuna, without turning her back in front of the boss, she never wasted any chance to pierce its body with linear. Whenever Ilfong was in a delay period, even for a moment. Of course, after repeated strikes, the hate value would become focused on Asuna, but the six tanks used appropriate skills such as Hell to redirect the targets. Hate to themselves. This dangerous battle, which could collapse in an instant if even one of the elements here failed, actually managed to continue for close to five minutes. Soon enough, the boss's HP finally went below 30 percent, and the final gauge became suffused red. At that instant, perhaps letting down his guard for a moment, one of the players acting as a tank tripped over. Stumbling, the player came to a halt directly behind Ilfong. Get out of there quickly. I called out reflexively, but it was a moment too late. As the boss felt that it was in a surrounded state, it gave out an exceptionally ferocious roar. With a jerk, its large body sank into a crouch. Then its entire bulk was flung high up into a vertical jump. While on its course, its body along with the nodachi, contorted and revolved during the jump. It was the omnidirectional attack, Sumajigaruma. You, Ua. Giving off a short howl and forgetting that my own HP had not fully recovered, I jumped forward from along the wall. Positioning my sword on my right shoulder, my left foot kicked off from the floor at full force. The acceleration that shouldn't have been possible with my actual agility. Assaulted my spine, while my body flew up diagonally into the sky like a shot from a gun. The one-handed sword rush. Technique, sonically, its range was shorter than rage. Spike, but its trajectory could be aimed towards the sky. The sword in my right hand was engulfed in a bright. Yellow-green light. In its path was Ilfang's katana, which had reached the apex of its jump while producing a deep crimson glow. Reach, it. Shouting that, I stretched my right arm to its limit, and swung my sword. The point of my beloved anil blade plus six drew a long crescent as it raced through the air and hit the left side of Ilfang's waist as it was on the verge of using Sumajigaruma, Zashu, a sharp and heavy slashing sound rang out. The intense light effects showing that it was a critical hit flashed before my eyes. In the next moment, the Cobalt King's huge body was sent, angling sideways in the sky, and then it crashed into the ground before the tornado of its special attack could even form. Guru. Yelling, it tried to stand up, but both its feet and arms quivered. It was a bad status that affected humanoid-type monsters, the tumble state. Barely managed to land successfully with falling, I turned.
to face Ilfong, and then I forced out the air in my lungs to shout, I, I know. This guy is a beta tester. That's why, the boss's attack patterns, good hunting spots and quests, he knows all of them. He hid them, despite knowing about them. Even upon hearing those words, the scimitar user and the other members from Group C did not show any surprise. I thought they might have heard it from Diabelle, but, as a beta tester himself, and hiding that fact from his comrades, it was unlikely that Diabelle would have brought up the topic of beta testers on his own, when I discerned those katana, skills that should never have been seen by anyone before, they must have figured it out then. Instead, the scimitar user's eyes seemed to see thin hatred, as he again tried to shout out something. It was interrupted by the mace user who had served as a tank with Agile until the end. He raised his right hand, dutifully, and said in a calm tone. Even so, the guide that was handed out yesterday, it was written that it was information on the boss's attack pattern. Only from the beta period, right? If he was really a beta tester, wouldn't his knowledge be the same as in the guide? T that's replacing the groupie member who became silent, the scimitar user spoke in a voice full of hatred. That strategy guide was a lie. Argo's information shop was selling lies. That person was a beta tester after all, there's no way she would have given us the truth for free. This is bad. This flow is very bad. I quietly held my breath. I could endure any amount of condemnation on myself. However, a situation where hostility flares up towards the other testers, starting with Argo, was one that I wanted to avoid by all means. But, but, what should I do? At that instant, as I hung my head and stared at the black floor, the still visible system message was being vividly displayed in my vision. The acquired experience, COR, and items. Instantly. In my mind, an idea occurred to me. Subsequently, a large conflict racked my body. If I followed this option, I don't know what kind of future I will behold. As I had once feared, there was even the risk of being killed in an ambush. But, at the very least, the animosity currently directed against Argo and the other beta testers might just be averted. Behind me, in silence, Agile and Asuna, who had endured patiently up to this moment, opened their mouths at the same time. Hey, you guys. You. However, I quieted the two of them with a delicate motion of my hand, taking a step forward while deliberately putting on an impudent expression. I coolly looked into the face of the scimitar user. Shrugging my shoulders, I told him in a voice, as emotionless as I could muster, an original beta tester, right? Don't lump me together with those amateurs. Wa, what was that? Listen here and remember well. SAOCBT33 had an outrageously low acceptance in the lottery draw. Out of the 1,000 people chosen, how many real MMO gamers do you think got selected? Most of them were just newbies who didn't even know to level up properly. You guys here are much better than that lot. At the end of my contemptuous words, the 42 players simultaneously fell silent. A chill, as if the atmosphere before fighting the boss had returned, brushed against my skin like an invisible blade. But, I'm not like those guys. Deliberately sneering, I spoke the following words. During the beta testing, I reached floors no one else could reach. I knew of the katana skills the boss used, because I fought and killed mobs that used katanas on much higher floors. I know a lot more too, far more than someone like Argo. What the, that's. The person who had first pointed me out as a beta tester, the guy from Group E, then said in a hoarse voice. 
that's no longer on the level of a beta tester, that's totally cheating, you're just a cheater. From all around us, multiple voices sprang up saying things like, yeah, a cheater, a cheating beta tester. The words were soon muddled together, and in the end a strange sounding word, beater, reached my ears. Beater, that has a good ring to it. Laughing and grinning, I looked around at everybody here, and told them in a clear voice. Exactly, I am a beater. From now on, please do not lump me together with those former testers. This should be fine. With this, of the four or five hundred current players that seem to be beta testers, they will now be divided into two further categories. The majority testers who are merely amateurs and the remaining few information controlling dirty beaters. In the future, the hostilities from the newer players should all be directed towards the beaters. So even if a beta tester were to be discovered, players probably would not immediately hate them. In return, I alone have lost the possibility to fight on the front lines in any guilds or parties, however, it's not like much has changed. I am currently a solo, and I will remain a solo forever alone. That much is certain. The scimitar user became pale-faced and fell silent, along with the group C members, then the group E member turned his gaze away from me. I opened my menu window and ran my finger along the equipment figure. I replaced the dark gray leather coat that I had worn until now with the unique object dropped by the boss just a moment ago, the coat of midnight. My body was enveloped with a pale aura and the tired gray fabric changed to a shiny jet black leather. The length increased by quite a bit as the hem dropped to the level of my knees. With a flourish of the long black coat, I turned around and faced the small door at the back of the boss's room. I'm going on to activate the second floor's transfer gate. From the exit here, it will be a short walk to the district town, so if you want to come along, you should be prepared to be killed by any mob that comes across us. Agile and Asuna kept staring at me as I started to walk away. Both of them had eyes that showed they understood everything. That was a relief. I faced the two of them and gave a small smile, then stepped forward with large strides and pushed open the door to the second floor situated behind the kingless main throne. After climbing the narrow spiral staircase for a while, a door once again appeared. As I gently opened it, a spectacularly scenic view suddenly sprung into view. The door exited into the middle of some steep cliffs. A narrow staircase in the shape of a terrace extended downwards to the left along the rock face, but first I swept my eyes over the panoramic view of the second floor. Unlike the complex and varying terrain of the first floor, the second floor was lined from one end to the other with flat-topped mountains. The mountain tops were covered in lush green grass where gigantic ox-type monsters sauntered. Around the second floor's main town, Urbis, was a city entirely excavated from one of the flat-topped mountain below. From here, I will descend the flight of stairs, and as I had Earlier described, it would only require walking a short kilometer across the field to reach the teleport gate in the central square of Urbis, which would be activated upon touch, linking it to the gate in starting city on the first floor. Even if, by any chance, I died along the way, or perhaps, if I sat here idly, two hours after the boss was defeated, the teleport gate would open automatically by itself. But today, the fact that the first raid party was going to challenge the boss must have already been conveyed to the starting city, so many players were probably waiting at the teleport gate. Right now, awaiting the moment the blue warp gate would appear. I really should hurry to Urbis for their sake, but for just a little while more, I should have the right to immerse myself in this breathtaking view. 
I took a few steps forward, and then I sat down on the edge of the terrace extending from the rocks, extending from beyond the rocky mountains, from the expanse of Aincrad's periphery, a small sliver of the blue sky could be seen. I wondered just how many minutes I passed that way. Before long, I heard the quiet fall of footsteps climbing up the spiral staircase behind me. Without turning around, I heard the footsteps stop after the individual causing them came out of the main door, then with a faint sigh, the person walked closer and sat down beside me. And I told you not to follow too. After I muttered that, the intruder replied in a slightly displeased voice. You didn't say so. All that you said was you must be prepared to die if you wish to come. Is that so, sorry. Shortening my neck, I saw the rapier user as soon as sitting next to me, and from this angle I got a glimpse of the beautiful face of hers. For a moment, her light brown eyes caught mine, but I returned my gaze to the view. Immediately below us, mumbling beautiful along with a sigh, the silence continued like that for a minute before she suddenly spoke up. Ajilsan and Kibu have something to say to you. Heh, what is it? Ajilsan's words were, let's go for the second floor's boss. Raid together. As for Kibu, Asuna gave a small cough, and with a serious face, attempted to reproduce the Kansai dialect, with a poor imitation. You may have helped me today, but I still don't recognize you. I will aim to clear this game my own way was what he said. I see. As I mulled over those words in my mind a few times, Asuna gave a small cough, and continued speaking while looking the other way. Also, this is my own message to you. Wha, what? During the battle, you called out my name, didn't you? Did I? And then I recalled after thinking for a moment. Certainly, somewhere in the heat of battle, I might have called out her name without honorifics. Eh sorry, I forgot the honorifics, or was it that I pronounced it wrong? This time, Asuna gave a puzzled look. Pronounced. What I meant was, I never gave my name. To you, and you never told me yours, right? So how did you? Know my name? Ha! Huh. I involuntarily cried out. How did I find out, because we we're still in a party, so in the upper left corner of my field. A vision, two HP gauges, were displayed, and underneath. The smaller one, the five letters, Asuna, was clearly written. Ah, uh, see could it be, this is the first time you've formed a party with someone. Yes. I see. As my mouth involuntarily gaped open, I lifted my right hand, pointing to the left edge of Asuna's field of vision. Around here, you can see an additional HP gauge other than your own, right? Underneath it, isn't something written there? Eh. Murmuring, Asuna tried to turn her face, looking to the left, so reflexively I placed my fingertips against her cheek. When your face moves the gauge would also move. With your head held steady, use your eyes to look to the left. Like, like this? Asuna's hazel eyes moved about uncertainly, and then saw a string of letters that I could not see. Out of her glossy lips came three quiet syllables. Ki, Ri, Tu. Carito? Is that your name? Yup. Really, this whole time, it was written there. Asuna whispered, and then unexpectedly her whole body quivered. Subsequently, I finally realized my palm was still held against her cheek. This was just like some kind of pre-motion. I removed my hand in a hurry, and likely from the momentum a giant sound was released as I turned away. A few seconds later, I heard a giggle, or at least, I feel like I did. Eh, could she be laughing? That transcendent linear user Cobalt Overkiller Asuna-san? As I inwardly thought that, I was tormented with a strong desire to see her face, but I desperately resisted that urge.
Regrettably, the laughter soon stopped and was replaced by a quiet voice. To tell you the truth, Carito, I followed you here to thank you for the cream on the bread or the bath? I asked without thinking, then she replied, that's not it, as her daunting voice returned, but instantly added, although, that may be a part of it, too, before continuing. Yeah, there were various things. Thanks for many things. You did. I, in this world, for the first time, I found something to aim for, something that I want to chase after. Heh, what is it? As I glanced at her, Asuna flashed a brief smile, it's a secret. That was all she said. Then with that, she stood up, and stepped back. I will do my best. Do my best to survive, and become stronger. In order to reach the place I'm aiming for. With my back turned to her, I nodded gently. Yeah, you will be strong. Not only in your sword techniques, but you will gain a larger and more valuable fortitude. So, if one day someone you trust invites you to a guild, don't refuse. After all, there's an absolute limit for solo players. For the next few moments, I could only hear Asuna's breathing. Eventually, the following words that came were a little unexpected. The next time we meet, tell me just how you carried me out of that labyrinth region. Ah. That was a piece of cake, I thought of following up with, but I swallowed those words. Instead, I answered with a simple I understand, and then remembered something. Before speaking again. That's right, there's one more thing I have to tell you. Before the meeting the day before yesterday started, I was. Going to say something? Yes, I have to tell her now. That's some of the responsibility. For creating the tragedy of 2,000 deaths and driving. Her to the edge of despair, belonged to the selfish former. Tester, no, the beater, me. But, just before I could say it, Asuna shook her head gently. It's fine. I already understand. About the path you've. Walked, and that you're about to move forward alone from. Now on, but, but one day, I. Her quiet whisper halted there. As remaining silent for a while, she then gave a calm farewell. Then, see you again, Carito. Squeak, the door opened. Then footsteps. And with a bam, the door closed. I remained sitting on the terrace jutting out from the cliff. Until the information describing the scent of Asuna. Dispersed from the virtual air. I tried thinking about the meaning of her last words, but I felt that, for now, it was fine if I didn't get it. After sucking in a single huge breath, I stood up. After glancing at the door Asuna had left through, I turned around and began to descend the wide staircase, down the cliff step by step. When I tried counting the number of stone steps on the constantly winding staircase, it turned out there were forty eight steps. Upon giving a little thought to whether there was any meaning to that number, I realized it was eight by six, in other words, the number of people in a full raid. Assuming a situation where the first floor's boss was challenged with that force, and none of them died, then upon these stairs, from landing to landing, would be just enough space for each player, but surely even the designers of this area would not have Imagine that there would be only a single player going down these steps. Descending this path seemed to imply what my future would be like. There was no one before or after me. No matter where or how far I went, I would go down by myself. However, when I reached the several landings at the bottom of the stairs, there was an icon consisting of small letters in the right corner of my vision. It was a friend message, which could be sent and received. Even when not on the same floor, and I have only registered two players as friends. My first friend Klein, and the informant, Argo the Rat. 
Who is it? I wondered as I opened the message, and found. It was the latter. Looks like I gave you a really hard time, Kibu. Looking at these first few words, I ended up blurting out. Info sure travels fast. I continued reading and scrolled through, but there was only one following sentence. To apologize, I will sell you one piece of information on anything at all for free. Ho. I couldn't help but grin as I activated my holographic keyboard and resumed walking once again, quickly typing out a reply. Then tell me the reason for your whiskers in person. Pressing the send button, I laughed once more and over. The ground of the second floor that I had arrived at, I started walking towards the main city Urbis.